0: Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Imperfection Wins Podcast. Today, I'm here with Janelle Bruland, who is just this amazingly accomplished woman. She's the author of The Success Lie, which I just finished and loved it, the founder and CEO of MSNW, the founder and principal of Legacy Leader, a leadership consulting firm, and the host of the Intentional Leadership Podcast. Janelle, welcome. We're so thrilled that you are here with us. And will you just tell us a little bit about yourself before we jump in?
1: Sure. Thank you so much, Sam, for inviting me to join you today. I'm really excited about spending this time with you. Um, so at, as you mentioned, um, I am an, an entrepreneur. I have a company, um, MSNW, that's a facility management company. I started in my living room um, almost 25 years ago now. And I've been really privileged to add some great team members and clients along the way. And today it's an industry leader, a regional company with about 500 team members. So that's been a a, quite a journey.
0: Yes. Wow.
1: So I also live in um, Whatcom County, Washington, Birch Bay, Washington, Mm -hmm. with my family here and um, born and raised in the Pacific Northwest and, and really love it here Uh, in growing my facility management company, I found that I had a passion for leadership and developing people. I really love growing a business, but even more, have a passion for growing people. So out of that, uh, began to really do some coaching and writing over the last several years and started a leadership development company where I now help Entrepreneurs and business leaders really love their their life and their work and really attach their their passion to what they're doing so they can really have a life of significance and wrote the success lie the five simple truths to overcome overwhelm and achieve peace of mind.
0: So that's about me. Wow. Well, it's a lot for sure. And I, you are speaking my language when you're talking about growing people. That is my favorite thing to do as well. So we have a lot in common. So I have to say, as I mentioned in the intro, I just had the opportunity to read your book and, um, and I am a voracious reader. I love self self self-development books and, um, and just always being in a space of continual growth. And I have to say your book really rocked my world because I actually I'm currently sorting through my own journey of being a new entrepreneur, trying to grow my own business, and sometimes feeling like I'm in a constant state of overwhelmed. So I'm curious, can you just talk a little bit about the premise of the book and why you felt called to write it?
1: You bet. Well, through my own pursuit of success, I discovered a perver- a per- excuse me, I discovered a pervasive lie in the world today and it's a lie that so many entrepreneurs and business leaders including myself bought into and Mm -hmm. we didn't even know it and that is the success lie and what that really means is that we have been buying into the lie that success means more and more and more Mm
0: -hmm. to achieve
1: success you've got to do more you've got to work harder longer sacrificing everything even your health or your family Mm -hmm. and people are so overcommitted today, overscheduled and overwhelmed, and I really believe the reason that I wrote the book and I was compelled to write the book is because I was there, and I found myself as a, a young mom and a business owner growing a business that was rapidly expanding and feeling like I had my plate just packed higher and higher and my schedule fuller and fuller, and I was overwhelmed, and it wasn't working, and I found another way. And, and I want to share with others that there is another way you can choose to get off this treadmill that society says is the way to success and take your life back. And that's what mm-hmm. I did. And just so, so excited to share a proven path that you can get off of that treadmill and, and, and have a successful and
0: joyous life. Well, it's so needed and I just, I think everything that you're saying is such a theme and I see it, you know, now in, even in my own children, you know, it's just sort of being bred into all of us that you have to do more and more. So it resonated with me so much. And um, actually, can I read a quote from the book that really stood out to me? It, for me, this quote really summed up my own call to action after reading it. You bet. Um, so do you mind? Okay. So, um, so here goes. Whatever stage we're at in life, a recent graduate, a busy mom managing a household, in the height of a career or enjoying retirement, we have an opportunity to provide great influence. This influence can be negative and destructive or positive and life building. It's crucial to ask ourselves if we are making the choice to live our lives in such a way that we can have the most positive impact on our families and friends our work and our communities. The impact we leave over a lifetime becomes our legacy. So I love that quote so much because it, it really convicted me just in a great way of really analyzing what this is all about and what I'm working towards. And um, it really verbalizes how I feel and what I want my work and time to be, be about. But I'm sure you can relate, it's not always easy. No, it's, it's easy to say, but much more difficult to do. That's for sure. Yes, I know. And I, one of the things that I wanted to touch on that, um, speaking of saying no, is that I talk a lot about saying no on my own podcast. And so I loved your concept of this stop doing list and the five (laughs) things you've learned to say no to, because I am truly a to-do list person and which results in me being very overwhelmed. And I actually had never thought of creating a stop doing list. So tell me just a little bit about that. And how how did that epiphany come to you? And then maybe what are some of the ways that you put it into action in your own life? Oh, you bet. Well, as I mentioned, I found myself so over scheduled and
1: jam packed. Um, and my calendar that I live by that to do list that I live by, I just kept packing it fuller and fuller. And the realization mm-hmm. really hit me through something pretty small. That was a wake up call for me, and. Actually, it was a dear friend and colleague called me at random looking to connect with me. And I hadn't seen her in quite a while. And she called me at my office and I uh, took out my calendar and said, you know, let's let's try to get together. We really wanted to find some time that we could, could get together for lunch. And I said, just a second, let me let me look and see what I've got here and I'm looking and I'm, I'm looking and I'm realizing that I did not have any empty space in my calendar. I'd been so good at packing it all in and had all of these obligations in there. I did not have time uh, where I could just break and, you know, have a two hour window with her in a work day for a couple Mm -hmm. of months. It was just Mm -hmm. ridiculous. And when I, when I looked at that, that was such a wake up call. And I thought, my goodness, I have so many things on the calendar and and actually many of them were really good things. There's really good mm-hmm. things to be involved in that I didn't have space in my life to meet with someone I really wanted to meet with who was a priority to me. And I realized that I had some things backwards and mm-hmm. that really caused me to take a step back. And out of that, I developed my intentional calendaring process, which really mm-hmm. is about taking what is most important to you, your most important priorities And putting that in the calendar first so that you make sure that there's room for them and also allowing some space, open spaces Mm -hmm. in your calendar to
0: allow you to pivot to do different things that come up. I I can really relate to that. And actually reading your book, um, one of the things that I really loved about your book that we're going to talk about um, in a few minutes is I loved that it had so many helpful tools because I was able to really translate that into some action. Um, and so one of the things that your book spurred me to do was actually to sit down and write a list of the people that I feel the most connected to and once I really and needed to really focus on and spend time with and once I did that it was really interesting I felt um two things when a calm sort of come over me that I wrote it down and was like, okay, like this is a list of people that I really am longing to spend some time with. And so my next step now is getting to that space, because then I quickly had the realization that my calendar similarly is packed. And um, now my action is to kind of go through and sort of focus on, you know, what are the, the essential things and being more intentional about it. Yeah. So thank you. You, I mean, it, you're helping me so much, and I love it. And I think a lot of um, women and men that I know can really, really relate. Yes, and and some of the things
1: that I talk about in the book that I had to learn for myself was what specifically to start taking off that list, because oftentimes mm-hmm. when we're reading, you know, a business or self help book out there, it gives us the ideas that are thought provoking, but doesn't always have an action plan. And so Mm -hmm. for me, I thought it would help to share some of the things that I had to learn as an entrepreneur to take off of my list. And and I'm willing to share those if you think that that would be helpful for our audience listening today.
0: Sure. Oh, absolutely. Yes, please go ahead. Well,
1: there's five of them. And the first one was really looking at the opportunities that were coming up that I'm not completely passionate about. As I started really mm-hmm. reviewing my calendar, I had I had chosen to participate in something, but maybe it wasn't something I was really passionate about. You know, I know for for you is you know, over the years you build relationships and rapport with people, and the more you kind of get out there in your community and you're involved that you will be asked to do more and more things. And mm-hmm. I loved saying yes. And so oftentimes people would ask me and I'd want to help out because I, I liked saying yes and I thought it sounded maybe fun at the time and something I could, I could really provide some benefit to. But then- Later on, really realizing, you know, that's really not in the area of my passion. Um, you don't want to be doing things out of guilt or obligation. So it's mm-hmm. okay to say no to those things that we're not completely passionate about. So that's that's the first one. Mm-hmm. Um, the second one is saying no to the things that aren't aligned with my core values and and priorities. And you talked about some of those relationships that you have that you thought, you know, these are the people that I really want to be spending time with. And what what things are we maybe doing that's not aligned with our priorities? So looking at your schedule and identifying those. Um, the third one to those requests that are not in my wheelhouse, um, oftentimes we take things on our shoulders and I'll say the monkey on our back. If we have a team member that comes to us or somebody asks us to do something, we'll say yes, but we're taking something on that really belongs on someone else's to-do list. Mm-hmm.
0: So really being
1: clear about what things you should be working on. Um, I like to say to myself, what are the things that only Janelle can do? So what are the things that, I love that. that only I can do, that where I bring the most value to my business, and, and then those other things I, are easier to say no to? Uh, the fourth one is to those things that drain me of energy. So as I looked at my calendar, you know, I'd look at the events coming up that, you know, I I really was, was excited about, but also that really drained me that I felt that Mm -hmm. it's just not something that lifts me up. It's not something that's, that's giving me energy. It's depleting it. And then what really ties into that with uh, number five is to those relationships that are unhealthy. And you talked about what relationships were important to you. We also need to think about what are those relationships that are unhealthy, that we're spending time with people that maybe we spend time with that are draining us that are not lifting us up that are taking us down, and really evaluating that. So Mm -hmm. those are the five that were important
0: to me. I think those are so helpful and I think they hit all the different buckets and I can so relate. In fact, I think you called out in the book, like one of the things that you realized was draining you were like the after hour work events. And I have had a tendency in my past to say yes, out of a feeling of obligation. Like I really should go, you know, I really should go to that happy hour. Yes. And so I really just love, it, it sounds like it's just so much about intention, you know, and laying it out and, and not being afraid. And I think the way that you framed saying no in the book was really helpful, because I think, um, you know, I felt like for a while in my life, I started to, to make real progress on saying no and, and having boundaries. But something t- was triggered in me when I jumped into the world of self employment. Sure. And I suddenly found myself you know saying yes to everything every coffee every meeting because you don't know where it's going to lead and then i started kind of in a way saying no to myself like my workouts my quiet time my friend time and so i'm curious in just the the five things that you just spoke about Is there something that goes along, do you think, with having your own business or being an entrepreneur that triggers that, that makes it harder to say no? And I know, I think for you, when you started growing your own business, you were actually a single mom also, right? Yes. Which I can't even relate. Yes. (laughs) It just sounds amazing. Yes. And I
1: think it is especially difficult for people that own their own businesses because you're carrying that heavier mantle of being a business owner mm-hmm. and responsible for your, yourself and, and bringing that revenue and profit in, responsible if you have team for, for those team members. And I definitely found that it became especially difficult as the business started to gain traction. And that sounds like that's what's happening for you too. And mm-hmm. you get really excited mm-hmm. about it. And I love to yep. work and you want to be involved, you love meeting new people. And part of that is really exciting and fulfilling. But you get to that place where you mentioned where you you kind of topple over, because all of a sudden, you've stopped saying yes to yourself. And realizing that everything you say yes to means you're saying no to something else. So for Mm -hmm. yourself, and I had the same thing where I got myself into a health issue, because I was saying yes to everybody and everything around me, And I was forgetting about that the most important person that I had to lead and take care of was myself before I could be any good to anybody else.
0: Yeah, I think that's it's such good advice. It's interesting even having this podcast, which is my it's the one create real creative outlet that I have that it's it's really fun. It's the most fun that I have. I love it. It's not something I make money doing. Um, I just do it because I'm passionate about it. But it's interesting. If I get myself into a space where I am too busy with a million demands, because I've said yes. And again, like you pointed out, it's to all really great things. I actually can't even think creatively to come up with a podcast. It's been really interesting this summer for me to um, and and I found when I intentionally slowed down, a couple of weeks ago, I hit a point where I was like, "That's it. I'm gonna just completely slow down." And suddenly, my brain started thinking more creatively. I started to get excited. I w- I was feeling completely differently. So, I think that is such good advice. And I hope everyone makes a stop doing list. I love it. <laughs> So I want to switch gears just for a moment and talk about mindset. So you talk a lot about mindset in the book. Um, and first, let me just say, I love that you say that your first response towards challenges is a natural tendency towards optimism. And I, I have the same thing. And I'm sure it was how I was raised. Um, you know, we had a significant, we had significant hardships as, a, um, as I was growing up. And we really a lot of times only had our faith to lean on. And it sounds like from the book that that was similar to how you were raised in terms of, you know, optimism and leaning on faith. And so I'm curious, um, what advice would you give to someone who wasn't raised with that? And is it something that you have found people can learn? Oh, absolutely.
1: It is. And it really is a mindset. It's a choice to look at the problems and challenges that come your way as opportunities. And it's this shift that you really have to make the choice to do. And, and, it's, and it's up to each one of us to make that mm-hmm. choice. Um, I think, and it's unrealistic, of course, but many of us think, well, if, if a challenge comes my way, this is what I need to do. But it's when the challenges are going to come our way, because this is Mm. not an easy, this is not an easy life. And all of us are going to face challenges. So if we can proactively be ready for them, uh, that is what sets us up for success. And for, for myself, going through some really challenging times. I went through a very painful time in my life when I suddenly found myself a single mom to um, to little girls at the time that I was raising as my business was growing. And that was a really challenging time. And, and when that happened, I, it would have been very easy for me just to want to crawl into a corner of my bedroom mm-hmm. and feel very sorry for myself and, and not want to get up. And I had yeah. to make this decision for myself that I was going to get up. I was going to put one foot in front of the other and keep going. And that was a choice. I certainly didn't feel like it then. That was That was a choice. And though my faith was a big part of it, mindset is huge. And it's it's mm-hmm. making that choice and then putting some systems in place that can help you have that more positive mindset. Uh, for me, one of the things I I do regularly is a gratefulness journal. And when I'm facing times where I just am, I'm really down, or I'm, I'm really facing a difficulty, just even getting up and facing the day and, and we're all going to have days like that just taking the time to write down what am I grateful for? What are three things that I am grateful for? And sometimes it's just that really great cup of coffee in the morning. They don't have to be big things, (laughs) but it's amazing that we can shift our mindset that way because research shows that we cannot think a positive and a negative thought at the same time. Our brain is not capable Mm -hmm. of doing that. It shifts from one to the other. So if we can just become self-aware, and I loved how you talked about with your calendar, how you, you all of a sudden started feeling that, all right, I'm, I'm approaching that limit, I'm approaching that limit, and you were aware and you made the decision to stop. And if we can become aware that, oh, there's that negative mind, that critical mm-hmm. mindset coming up again. And if you're aware of it, then you can grab that negative thought and you can shift it to something positive. And, you know, I will say something positive out loud, something affirming out loud that I've got this. I'm going to figure it out. I'm going to give this colleague of mine a call who I know will be somebody that will lift me up and be a great listener to whatever I might be going through. So just really taking those proactive steps have made a difference in my life
0: yeah I love the idea of saying that saying something affirming out loud i've never thought of that. I tend to internalize things and I've written them but i I really like that it's kind of like you're putting it out there in the universe and claiming it. Yes. So, yeah yeah, <laughs> I like that. so the other mindset um thing that you talk about in the book is the growth mindset, and you know we've all heard a lot about the growth mindset, and I think through my own journey i've sort of realized that I have, I tend to have a fear of success and a fear of failure, just depending on the situation. Um, But one thing that really spoke to me in the book is when you started talking about playing not to lose. And so you said, you know, playing not to lose, avoiding situations where we might lose, fail, be emotionally hurt or be rejected versus playing to win, which would be consciously choosing to go as far as we can with all that we have and learning from whatever happens. I have to say that line in the book also really resonated. In fact, I read it out loud to my husband, because I think a lot of times as humans, we, it's really scary to put yourself out there. And a lot of times we sort of hide from it or um, I have found myself doing that, you know, and really when I read that definition of playing not to lose, it was like, Oh, okay. So that's kind of playing it safe. Absolutely, right. And absolutely. yeah, and I, so even with this whole podcast thing, you know, it was so new to me, it was not planned. I am definitely a novice and I, it's way out of my comfort zone, Um, and I love the line about consciously choosing to go as far as we can with all that we have and learning from whatever happens, because I think for me in my journey, it has to be about learning and growing. And I had to sort of put any idea or thoughts of failure just away. Yes. So I'm curious, is it in your coaching? I know you spend a lot of time coaching people. Is this something that's fairly common with people to have sort of these thoughts of both fear of failure and fear of success? And do you see it holding people back from their potential? Oh,
1: absolutely. I think all of us would prefer to be in a safe place and to feel really comfortable. And we have to get comfortable with being uncomfortable because if if we're really keep ourselves in this box then we're never going to grow to our fullest potential. We have to be stretching and pushing ourselves to stretch and grow. And that's, a, and that's okay. So definitely I see this all the time. And you're going to go through this cycle a bit of stretching yourself to grow, getting out of your comfort zone, and then you learn and grow. You get these new capabilities and this courage and then you start feeling comfortable again, because now you've gained a new uh, capability. And with your podcast, you're really doing a great job, Sam, and you're getting a lot of downloads and it's getting some traction. And so now you're probably feeling a little bit more comfortable with the process. Then mm-hmm. it's time to push ourselves again, because we we want to always be learning and growing. And so then we need to look at, okay, what's next? Where do I need to push myself out of this comfort zone and I like to, to ask when I'm, when I'm coaching people is you know when's the last time that you've learned something new and something different and, mm-hmm. and to be able to push yourself to, to doing something that's going to stretch your mind to grow. And it's amazing how you can then take that to all facets of your business and your life. It just, it opens up those, those creative uh, places, if you will.
0: Yes. Yes. Oh, it's so great. And I, the last thing on mindset that I wanted to call out was, um, you you say in the book, it's, I'm not going to quote it exactly, but it's something like, you know, act in a way that supports the the choices you've made, like act like you actually believe in the choices that you've made. <laughs> and I, I actually, this was really powerful for me. It, um, it it's just funny, because for as long as I can remember, I make choices, and then I can sort of hide from them, or maybe act doubtful or shy about them. And I think as women, we deal with this a lot because our choices are often scrutinized. It's like, well, she chooses to work, and she chooses to stay home, and sometimes it's it feels like you can't win. Right. Um, and so I am, you know, even with this podcast, it took me a long time to sort of boldly say, like. I have a podcast. It was kind of, so I was sort of like whispering it for a long time. Like, (laughs) Oh yeah, I have a podcast, you know, but you don't have to listen to it. It's like, Oh, I have a podcast. Um, so I'm curious for you. Is this, or did you put that in the book? Because, you, um, you felt this when your company and career started really taking off. Do you have people that tell you in your life that you're doing too much or too ambitious? Or maybe do you sometimes shy away from talking about some of your success?
1: Oh, definitely. And there's always going to be the naysayers in in your path. And we all have to prepare ourselves for it. And for some, it's easier than others. But all of us have this, uh, this critical mindset that will that will come up and will tell us that, you know, we're not doing enough or we're not doing it right. Or we'll have people in our life that do that. Mm -hmm. And we just have to learn to, to put those things aside and embrace, embrace what we're called to do. I really believe we all have a purpose on this planet. And if we're living in the area of our passion we need to just grab a hold of that and that message. And that needs mm-hmm. that needs to be an important thing that we share with others. And we can't let the naysayers get us down because they're always going to be there. And that's just part of life. We need to stay focused on our gifts and what we're bringing to the world and how we can do that the best that we can. And if we continue to ask ourselves what's most important Um, And we give ourselves permission to live that life of true significance that we're meant to live, then it's easier to shed those voices from others or even that critical voice that we have.
0: Yes, that makes total sense. And I think, you know, towards the end of the book, you give us an awesome reminder to not be afraid of the times that we do get off track and the times that we do fall and you, you write in there a reminder that we're human. And I think this is, you know, sort of a lot of what we've talked about today, just, um, you know sometimes it feels frustrating when you fall and you put yourself out there and things don't go as planned or sometimes for me some i wonder how many times in life am i going to need to learn the same lesson <laughs> um so i think you know and actually there was a one more quote that i wanted to share around that which was we work hard we give a lot we give more And if we're not careful, we can sacrifice too much. And so that's a theme for me. And I know it's a theme for a lot of people that I know. Um, But when you're talking about, you know, having a purpose and asking yourself, you know, what's important to you and where you're heading, I, I think that that must be for you. The way that you're able to able to pull yourself back up when you do fall, because I'm assuming you have fallen also like all of us.
1: Oh, definitely. And I share stories in the book where I where I've fallen down and fallen down hard. And I really wanted to end the book that way, because I give a lot of ways that we can take our life back and we can get back on track. But I didn't want anybody to think that, okay, it's going to be perfect now from Mm -hmm. this day forevermore, because that's just not life. And we're human and we're going to get off track. That just happens. We're going to get stuck. But if we have these systems in place so that we can be reflecting from time to time, on what's most important to us then we can pull ourselves back because we're mm-hmm. it's natural that we're going to have this unconscious living it's very very normal and living on automatic I talk about in the book is how it's just so easy to get caught up in what we're doing and sometimes not pay attention to where we're going and we'll get off track yes. but then we can make that decision to to get it to get it back and to give ourselves yes. permission to we're going to fall down from time to time but we will be able to get back up and get back on track yeah yes,
0: yes. It's a great, it's such an inspirational thing to remember. I mean, because it is, I I mean, a lot of us, I think, go through life thinking, I can't fall, I can't fall, I can't fall, I don't want to fall. And so many things on the book are, I just, it's just really empowering. Um, so I am so appreciative that you're here today. And before we end, will you just talk a little bit about some of the resources that you have on your website? Because one of the things that I appreciated most about your book, besides the fact that the content was so great, it actually is linked to tools and resources, which I, as you mentioned, it just makes it so much easier to take action. Yes. Um, so I'd love for you you just to quickly touch on, you know, some of the resources that people are able to access if they sign up through the success slide. Oh, you bet.
1: Well, if you sign up through the success slide, you can just go to the success and get information about the book. And there's a number of different resources there. I have an intentional leadership podcast, You can also join in a leadership community. It's the Success Lie Leadership Community, and you're welcome to join that and get uh, new resources. You can work with other people who are going through the same process of learning how to get off the treadmill. Society shows us the way to success and take back your life. I got so much feedback on the book, which is really awesome, about the tools that are there and how they've been so helpful to people to really systemize the process for themselves, that I am actually creating a workbook that's going to be coming out for sale in the next couple of months that you can purchase alongside the book. And it's an eight and a half by eleven workbook that you can write all over and and use that to make copies and 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 things like that to use with your teams or even with your family. So I put that in places as well. So I'm excited about
0: that. Fabulous. Yes,
1: people are excited to have that come out soon.
0: Yes, that is so... Wonderful! I'm really excited about that. I'm going to order that as soon as it comes out. <laughs> yeah. um, so I, so Janelle, as you know, we always end with a quote. So I'm curious: Do you have a favorite quote that you would share with us today? Well, I will, and it's actually one from the book that talks about
1: how you know we are we're overwhelmed and what to do about it because we often find ourselves overwhelmed in this always-on world. And my favorite quote is you can learn to be intentional with the things that matter and
0: eliminate everything else. I love that. I love that we can learn it. Everybody, we can learn it. Yes. <laughs> it's not, we're not hopeless. Um, so Janelle, before we go, can you tell listeners how they can find you? How can they connect with you? You
1: bet. Well, find me on social media, um, Janelle Bruland, and I am on LinkedIn and on Instagram and Facebook. So, you can connect with me that way. The book, The Success Lie Five Simple Truths to Overcome, Overwhelm, and Achieve Peace of Mind is available everywhere books are sold. You can go on Amazon or anywhere else you, you like to buy the book, and you can get it in a hardcover or an ebook version or also an audiobook version. And then be on the lookout for
0: the workbook that'll be coming out soon as well. That is so exciting. Okay, everyone, go buy the book. I promise it will help you no matter what your stage of life. It provides so much clarity and I just loved it and um, I will be getting the workbook. So that is a wrap for today. I hope you've all enjoyed it. Don't forget to like, share, subscribe, and review this podcast. And join me next time when I interview another inspirational human being who literally walks through life with blind trust. I can't wait for the conversation. And until then, be kind, have courage, and give yourself and others grace.